Well, first of all, hi, welcome to Scoop Du Jour. And I don't know, Danielle, if you know this, but you are my first guest because I am jumping into this space. I'm I'm diving deep in um, and I just so appreciate you being here. So we are with Danielle Musselman. So many people know you as a former sports anchor, as, of course, the wife of Arkansas head basketball coach Eric Musselman. I think I know you as a philanthropist, as a little fashionista. I want you to give like your elevator pitch of like who you are, what you are. Tell us a little bit about you for uh, maybe folks who are listening, watching who don't know you. Yeah, well, I think I've definitely um mastered the uh, transitionary life of, of a woman, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Because um, I feel like I've lived like four different lives that are also so different. And um, so definitely I'm a former sports anchor. That was my passion at one time. Um, I'm a mom and a wife and um, I'm a philanthropist, but it's just so funny when I think about all the different things that I've, I've been ahead of time when I was like auditioning and being in commercials and um, you know, I was on a, an episode of CSI New Orleans once. Um, <laughs> you know, you just never know what I'm going to be doing on any different day. <laughs> Wait, I lo- that's like such a good fun fact. We were talking at work, like just good fun facts people have, you know, an icebreaker. That's a good fun fact, CSI. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And of course, forgot to throw in am- Amazing Mom. Um, I think I it was interesting. You said that was a passion of yours was sports anchor. And I, I think that's an interesting tie-in to kind of like, a little bit of where I'm at now too, not to say it's not still a passion, but you know, we kind of transitioned. It seems like this glitz and glamorous life. Take me a little bit through like maybe how you got out of that, why you transitioned out of that life um, of being a sports anchor. Yeah. I mean, it just got to the point, you know, that the the hours are, they're not a normal nine to five and, you know, often you're working weekends and early mornings and just all these different things traveling. Um, and I was doing all of those things and it just got to a point where it really didn't work for my family. Eric had gotten into college basketball and I had had my daughter, Mariah, she was about three and I just was burnout frustrated. I just did not like what I saw in my life. And so I don't want to say that it was an easy decision, but it was, it was kind of abrupt. It was something I had been thinking about, but I kind of immediately knew whenever I had to make a change. And so um, I got out of that space. The cool thing is that I've been able to um, do some things to kind of put me back in that space here and there. And that's been kind of fun and definitely unexpected. It's so interesting too, that you say like you knew, but it also was abrupt I feel like we say that cliche with so many things, like when you know, you know, but you just kind of had this gut feeling like with so many things, did you almost have that, like I, I a gut feeling or some kind of internal response? Like I, I do have a, a right feeling that it's time to step away. Yeah, absolutely. And then really for me, it was um, I, I got to this point whenever I kind of realized, you know, yes, your jobs appreciate you. They appreciate you and appreciate the work that you do. But anyone who leaves their job, guess what? Your job is going to be filled like next week, probably, you know, by Friday. Your family is not going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? And so I just kind of looked at my life and realized where I was needed more. That's so 
interesting too that you put it that way. Cause like, as we get older, right, we think about our families and what's important to us. And those things become just so much more present. Like as we get older, that's certainly what's been happening to me. Tell me a little bit about your family and, and obviously it's a blended family for those who don't know. Um, what has that kind of been like? How has your family evolved through the years? Um, all of the things about your family that maybe people don't know about. Yeah. Well, whenever I met Eric, my stepsons were eight and 12. So that was certainly, um, a culture shock for me going from like single woman doing everything on her own to suddenly, um, I'm a stepmom and, um, you know, that's just, that's making school lunches and (laughs) doing all that kind of stuff. So that was definitely, um, uh, an abrupt change, but it was an awesome change. And then whenever I, I knew that I wanted to have my own child. And so whenever we had Mariah, that change was not as crazy because we already had two very busy boys. Um, and now that they are, they're 22 and 26, it's, I have a really different perspective than most people that are my age who are like right in the thick of it with, you know, middle school or elementary school kids, because I think adult kids are such an awesome part of life that most people who are, you know, in their early forties, don't, they don't get, they don't understand that yet because they haven't experienced it. And um, I'm really lucky that I have two adult stepsons that I like like to hang out with. And um, so it's it's just a cool part of life. But then I'm still experiencing uh, the junior high student. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's such a cool balance, too, I feel like for your daughter to have older guys, maybe even to look up to. How, how is their relationship? Definitely. Well, it's, you know, it's been hard because we have been all over the place. And so sometime we've all been in one place as a family. And then sometime we have been, um, you know, fractured as a family. And even now she's the only one that's living in the household. My younger stepson is in college in San Diego. And then my older one, he lives here, but he lives in his own house. And so it's not like he lives with her. So um, she definitely doesn't get to have that everyday relationship with, with them just because of the age difference. But, um, it it's cool because I mean she's just completely spoiled. She's the only girl grandchild, um, and like I said, her brothers are you know ten and like sixteen years older than her. So <laughs> they're it's just so always fun. spoiling her. <laughs> I mean, what what daughter, what girl doesn't want to be spoiled in the family? Yeah. I mean, I I'm not an only child, and I certainly still want to be like that. Um, I think a lot of people, and I you and I talked about this. We don't what you. I, in being a coach's wife, that's not who you are, but it certainly is a part of your identity. Um, but it's not all as glamorous as people might think. And you talked about being fractured and all the, those things that people don't realize. What are some of those things that people don't know about that come with being part of a coach's family, no matter what sport you're, you're coaching? I think that one of the hardest things for sure is just the moving, um, Luckily for me, I actually grew up moving quite a bit. I mean, I lived in five or six different states as a kid, and then I started moving as an adult. So jumping into new places and getting used to new states and new people, that is not that hard for me, you know, just because it's what I've been used to my entire life. But um, just the whole part of as soon as your husband gets a new job, he's gone. And usually the women are left behind to kind of pick up all of the pieces and deal with all of the kids stuff and deal with, you know, the house and then try to find a new house and sell the old house. 
And um, just doing that time after time is really tough. And I tell my husband always, like, even when you're excited about going to a new job, it's a really hard three month transition. You know, just getting out of the getting out of the old house and getting into the new house and getting the kids settled and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's hard enough doing it one time. It's a lot harder when you're doing it like six times. <laughs> so, how so. many times have you done it with him so far? Let's see. Um, probably, honestly, about five or six because he started out um, in the NBA. It's now called the the G League, but it was called the D League. And those were just six-month seasons and one-year contracts. So we would go somewhere for six months and then go back to the Bay to be with my stepsons and then go again for six months. We did that for two years straight where we you know, moved back and forth every six months. And then we went to, let's see. We went to Arizona State, and then we went to LSU, and then we went to University of Nevada, and then we came here. So <laughs> it's and moving for the normal person is just terrible to put it lightly. And then you add in not only that, but like probably the stress of I can imagine because I've interacted with your husband and many a coach, um, the stress of compiling a coaching staff and recruiting and figuring out all of those logistics. It, it can't be fun and it's certainly not glamorous. And then what about like the added element of just them being on the road all the time? I think I read something about just like y'all don't see each other often. <laughs> is that is that hard? I mean, no, you know what? It's not, marriage in a way? No, it's not so bad. And honestly, my husband, like he's gone all day today, but um, honestly, he is home for dinner most of the times. Cause I know some other sports, like I've heard football, I believe. Those guys are in the office till like eight and nine o'clock at night. I, I know I've heard that different places, but my husband usually is home for dinner. And um, the, the cool thing about you being at University of Arkansas is that they don't fly commercial. So he leaves the day before the game and then he comes home after the game. And so he's only gone for one night. And so that's it really is not that bad. I mean, I think it's no worse than just your average husband that travels for his job. No, I mean, that's so nice. Just the added benefit of flying private is, um, I think, what anyone would like to add. Yeah, yeah. it makes things so much easier. The NBA where there's 10-day road trips. You know what I mean? That's a whole different Mm -hmm. ballgame. But with college basketball, you don't really have that. Totally. What about now being in a smaller place like Arkansas um, or just no matter where you are, kind of living this life that's in the spotlight, if you will. How do you deal with that? Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Personally. Yeah, you know what? It's honestly, it's, um, I don't mind, you know, people get excited to see coach and all that stuff whenever we go out. And I just feel like it comes with the territory. I don't get put out by, you know, people running up for a picture or anything, because those are the same people that are filling up Bud Walton. And here we are two years of sold out crowds. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, All that being said, we probably don't have the social life that we would maybe if we were in a big city, um, just because it's hard to be private, you know, in Northwest Arkansas and people get really excited to see coach. And so at the end of the day, sometime we're just like, yeah, maybe it's easier to stay home, (laughs) which is not that bad for me because I tell people I am actually a homebody. So I don't mind staying home a lot of the times. 
No, I totally feel that. Are there any things that you like to do to like decompress or like any guilty pleasures at home? Like I know for me when I'm home, it's like housewives. Yes. Chill. <laughs> like, I mean, bag of chips. Like, yeah. Well, both <laughs> of us love to work out. It's like our stress relief. We're like, it's one of our, our big things. So that is number one. And mm-hmm. I have two dogs and they don't like it when I try to sleep in on a Saturday or Sunday and watch housewives. But like, if they're ever not here, that's what I love to do. I love that. <laughs> I don't know if you have pets or not, but I'm like the pets really make uh, you get up and oh, get yeah. out of bed. Yeah. I mean, it's not the kids, right? It's the pets. <laughs> not but, the so, kids. Speaking of your daughter, does she have any, I'm not in trouble. I don't want to say, but is it, especially the age of social media, how is it dealing with like some, a parent and especially kind of two parents who are in the spotlight, in the limelight. People are talking not only about who your parents are, but how their team is doing, how their job is. Is their job in jeopardy? How does your daughter deal with that? Or how do you deal with it? Yeah, well, we definitely talk about it. Like, I don't hide anything from her. Um, And so if it's anything that's going on or anything that's going to be said, I address it with her first before she goes Mm -hmm. and would hear anything at school. And I think she's kind of in a weird place where sometimes, you know, she loves it and she is, she is very proud of her dad. Um, Sometimes she loves the spotlight that comes with that. But honestly, whenever it comes to being at school and stuff, I think that she just wants everyone to look at her like she's just a seventh grader, just like everybody else. And sometimes that doesn't always happen. And I think she sometimes gets a little bit frustrated with that or maybe um, embarrassed, um, you know, it's, it's tough. She's 12. You're already going through all these other things. And then you add in <laughs> having your dad as Eric Musselman to that, but um, right. it's all good. She handles it. And I think that um, the cool things that she gets to experience and get to do are definitely worth the, the little bit of negative that comes with it. Totally. And that's such a good perspective too, just to be really open about it too. I feel like I'm not a parent, but just having, I I had parents who talked to me about stuff and I feel like that's the kind of parent I want to be. Like transparency, you said, is so important. And I think you guys do that. I I even remember like with the media and with your players, like it's just so important in anything in the workplace. um, When that's missing in any element, it's obvious. Um, So I'm sure she really appreciates that. If not now, she eventually will. Yeah. Totally. What about anything that you have kind of given her like advice on or wish you could give her advice on in the future? Is there like a really good piece of advice you stand by as a mom? Yeah. It's just about being confident in yourself and really believing in yourself and um, believing that you can do anything that you want to do. It's just something I feel like it's a building block for anything that you want to end up going out there and doing and like navigating relationships, um, navigating friendships, all of that kind of stuff. I just really want to instill um, confidence in her. And luckily she is naturally a confident person, but I think as we go through life, you know, we all take those little dings to our armor and I just want her to be encouraged to fight those off. I love that. Did you ever experience that, especially as a sports anchor or even now, like, people kind of hurt your confidence or say things about you or don't like anything that you're doing. Did you ever experience that or have a time that your, your confidence was, was banged up? For sure. Well, and and especially um, as a black woman, you know, and I mean, I went to school, I was just one of a handful of kids that 
um, were a minority. And that alone is something that's tough and can kind of shake your confidence because you don't look like everyone else. And um, so it kind of honestly starts there. And it just then, you know, then I chose to go be a double minority as a a black woman in the sports casting business. And um, so definitely I had times, you know, where I doubted myself. The good thing about whenever I was going through my career is that social media was nowhere near as popular as it is now. Um, I did not have Instagram the entire time that I was on TV. I only got Twitter. I got on Twitter maybe the last few years, I believe, when I was at NFL Network. So I feel like I did not take the heat that sports Mm -hmm anchors and sportscasters take today. I just, you know, people could have been saying whatever they wanted, but they couldn't be keyboard warriors warriors because there just wasn't that outlet. So I don't have as many glaring stories as I'm sure any person, especially female, would have today. Um, I, it just, social media wasn't a thing. So Yeah, no, that's a, a good point, but it doesn't mean you didn't probably feel it. And I think you and I had this conversation when you talked about not only being a black woman in sports, but being a black woman in a predominantly white area, being in a really in an interracial relationship. Talk to me about now about your X amount of years into living in Arkansas. And we talked, you know, uh, the time when um, the Black Lives Matter movement was at its height. Where do we stand on that now? And where do you feel like if, you've made a difference in that or just where your, your role is in that now? Yeah, I really think that it kind of just, um, enabled me to use my voice more. And I actually took a class, um, during the Mm -hmm. summer of Black Lives Matter. It was, um, a racial reconciliation class through my church. And it really taught me how to put into words some of the things that I was feeling and how to, um, talk with people about these things. And it's, it was not even something that I was like excited about going to. It was something I was invited to by a good friend of mine. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll like, I'll go do this. And it was eye opening to me and it really taught me so much. And so I think the, the biggest takeaway from all of that and everything that's kind of gone on in the world over the past, you know, three years or so is just to, to use my voice. Um, And you can use your voice to help people, you know, rather than just write people off and say, oh, I'm not going to talk to that person anymore. Or that person doesn't, you know, know what they're talking about. Um, It's helped me in conversations with friends. It's helped me in conversations with strangers. And it really, it's helped me in conversations with, you know, students and different people that, um, that ask questions about that because a lot of people have good intentions and they just don't know certain things. And so I've just really learned to, you know, be vocal and, and talk about those things and um, use that to give people more information and to help. I feel like that's even a good piece of advice that I don't know if you just gave, but like just using your voice and not being afraid of your voice. And sometimes as women in general, we are afraid to do that. Um, and that's something I've always admired about you from afar is that you're not afraid to do that. And you do it not only on that platform, but on a lot of philanthropic ones. How special is it just to have your platform to do that? I'm sure you would do it even without your platform, but then to just have this added element of having a platform to have all these philanthropic causes, a a number of which are really close to your heart. It just amplifies it so much, like a hundred times. 
And it, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful because I wouldn't be able to get like a 10th of what I'm able to get done if Eric didn't have that platform. And so I'm just glad to be put in the position where people do want to listen and do want to help. And the state of Arkansas, so giving, I mean, they care about one another. And so to be able to kind of like hone in on the fact that they do want to help each other. And and I, I talk about this all the time. Everybody needs help in different ways. Like I need help in, <laughs> ask, ask, the moms that know me that I'm like begging for rides for my daughter because I can't be in two places at once and all this, you know, everybody needs help in some ways and everybody can give help in some ways. And so, um, I just try to hone in on that and I try to, um, let people know things that are out there and, um, I, I just do what I can. And, and if it weren't for Eric's platform, that wouldn't happen. And if it were not for the giving kind hearts of the people, uh, in the state of Arkansas, I would not be able to be successful in that way. I know like the suits and sneakers and like those types of events, coaches versus cancer, you guys brought those, if I'm not mistaken, to places like Arkansas, Nevada, because that's a cause that's close to home. Will you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So my mom is a breast cancer survivor, and then she lost both of her parents to cancer um, in their 50s, so really young. And um, I think as I went through life, I just realized that cancer is the one thing that like, no no one is immune to. Like, If you asked a room of a 1,000 people who's been touched by cancer, I think every single hand would be raised. And so I got into it. I got into a Suits and Sneakers gala uh, whenever we were in Reno. And it was, it was good. It was not something that I created. We actually took the place of the coach that was there before and kind of just jumped into that. And then on the 10th anniversary, we really felt like the gala had run its course. And so I decided that I wanted to do um, a pink out game and raise money at halftime. And that was incredible. So whenever I came here, I knew that I wanted to do something to raise money for Coaches Versus Cancer. And so the very first year that I was here, I did an event just at my house. We called it a watch party. It was Mm -hmm. super fun. I swear there were like 80 people at my house. It was incredible. And we raised over $25,000. So it was really, I know, I still can't even believe it. And some amazing people certainly helped me. Um, And then the next year was COVID. And so no one could do any events. And I came up with the idea to sell t-shirts. My neighbor here, um, they own Be Unlimited. They wanted to partner. They have been affected by cancer. Um, So it's it's honestly something that I'm just so proud of because we really built this from the ground up and it's been so successful. That's so awesome. Like, and I feel, I know people know about that, but I feel like, I don't know if everyone knows all of the efforts and everything. And it's just so cool. Like, and and to see something from the ground up, like that's just really awesome. What about the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Kind of getting into a little bit of rapid fire questions. I know you talked about a lot of advice you're giving, but anything you've gotten that have stuck with you? Oh my goodness. Um, I just know, you know, I lost my dad when I was 18 And he just was my biggest cheerleader. So I don't know if there is, you know, like one quote or one word or anything like that, that, um, that I have from him necessarily, but he just always encouraged me to go for what I want. And so 
for sure. I mean, that's what spiraled me through my entire life, you know, because it's definitely been non-traditional, all the, the trajectories that I think that I've taken and, and such. Um, but just don't be afraid to go for what it is that you want, you know, and don't be afraid. I like that. What is your like morning routine? Do you do have anything specific? You mentioned working out. Yeah, for sure. Two cups of coffee immediately upon waking up. I don't know if anyone else is like that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I get up with my dogs. Like I, our dogs sleep with us. <laughs> I love that. We make sleeping better when your pets sleep with you, I think. I sleep better. I don't know I definitely you. sleep worse with the pets, oh, but... Okay. <laughs> But I, I don't have the heart to kick them out. Coach Musk probably hates it, but um, I get up with my dogs alone. You know, he will sleep in a few more minutes later than me. And I honestly, I get my coffee and take them out to the bathroom. It's just every single morning. And it really is just like my peaceful time that really centers me and in my time to myself. And I, I wake my daughter up at seven. I like to try to at least get up by 630 so I can just have that little bit of quiet time. It's it's my favorite time. Oh no, my second favorite, my favorite time of the day is whenever I get in bed with my pajamas with coach must and watch yes. TV. Second what do you guys favorite. need to watch together? Any we, um, oh my goodness. We just fin- finished blackbird on, I think that was on Apple TV. It's so good. Did you see it that? It was so good. So good. It was um, a little scary at times. I'm squeamish though. It was not it, scary, it but gruesome. I mean, right. yeah, there's definitely some parts that I did not want to look at, but the fact it was so, uh, so captivating. <laughs> exactly. No, that's such a good way to put it. Like we couldn't, we couldn't turn it off. Yes. We just like, yes. had to keep watching. Yes. Um, that's that's okay. how I am. So do you guys have to do like a show like that and then kind of like a fun show or can you keep watching like dramas? Um, we definitely like dramas, it, but nothing like, um, not like we won't be watching Dahmer. How about that? <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen everyone talk about that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. But okay. Speaking of that. So you went to Florida State, which it's like, it's a little too close for home because of like Ted Bundy and all, right? I know. It's, I know, a too, I know. it's just like no, no serial killers, right? Um, <laughs> okay. So speaking of, we obviously you root for the Razorbacks, but like, are you, can you be found? Like, are you going to be always like rooting for the Knowles? Like, are you, are you, do you just, root for the team that you are like living there? No, I still definitely root for the Seminoles. I mean, we have not played. We we played when we first moved here. We were playing Florida State in the College World Series. Yeah, that's I right. That's right. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We that played was, Florida uh... State in the College World Series. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was literally the first week that we moved here. And my daughter had gone to surf camp in San Diego to hang out with my mother-in-law so that she didn't have to kind of be here through all of our like first week of transition. And we wanted to go so bad. My husband was like, I was like, I'm dying to go to this game. And then the day that the game was, my daughter was coming into town from San Diego. So I had such a dilemma. I'm like, do I just let her brother pick her up from the airport and hang out yeah. with her? Like, <laughs> no, you didn't go to the game, but still so I didn't go to the yeah. game. And yeah, I was so sad about that. No, but I'm a Razorback, you know what I mean? But yeah. generally they do. That was the only time that I think they've played each other yeah. it, since I've been here, since 2019. But that sounds I root, right. Yeah, I root for the Knowles as long as they're not, they're not playing the Razorbacks. It's easy since they're not in the SEC. <laughs> oh, totally. I have the same dilemma like this past year. 
I graduated from UNC and they played them in the College World Series in the Super Regional. And I was like, everyone's, you know, favorite topic to tweet at me or whatever about, of course, they lost. Um, And, you know, from a journalism perspective, when you're covering Arkansas, sure, I want them to go on. But like, I will root for my team. Like, I will root for the team that gave me my diploma. Like, I'm, you know, and from a sports perspective broadcaster perspective like we change who we're covering like and don't get me wrong I love Arkansas I always want them to do well it is such a special piece of my heart but like I'm not gonna root for not the place where I got educated you know right Right. and it's like no matter what you're always that's always going to be your school you know like no no one can ever take that away from you yes no and that's such a I, I actually don't know if you know this, but I grew up a huge Gator fan. So I'll let it slide that you like Florida State. You went there. I understand. Um, but it is a beautiful school and a beautiful place. And you know what? We love Florida. Yes. Um, okay. So you talked about getting, you guys love like watching TV shows. Any other like guilty pleasures? Like, do you, I don't know, like end of the night, like, do you guys snack? You're so healthy. Like, yeah. do, can we ever find you like eating like chocolate chips, anything? We definitely have a gummy worm addiction. And to the point that like, I, I just have to ban them from the house because we won't stop eating them. So that is certainly a guilty pleasure for like myself, the trolley gummies, if anyone, you know <laughs> I mean, it has to be trolley. Yes. Yeah, that's our favorite kind. So definitely that. But I mean, honestly, our days are so packed. I mean, I'm sure you understand it when we get, my daughter does competitive dance so her schedule is crazy. So between that and Eric and myself, when we get home at the end of the day, we just want to chill. You know what I mean? And so it, it's not too much action. Right now we're watching Cobra Kai with my daughter. So that's kind Fine. of the thing we try to do before she goes to bed. But um, no, we're we're not that exciting. <laughs> that's really fun. I want to wrap up with something at least I'm really curious about. And I think a lot of people will. You're quite the fashionista. Um, not only like your game day attire, but just always like you are so glam and gorgeous. And I just want to know, like, are we shopping for ourselves? Like, where do you get your inspiration? Where are you shopping? Like, tell me all the things. <laughs> it's all like, online. I mean, I do just, I love clothes and I love handbags and it just kind of is what it is. <laughs> it <laughs> is what I it is. Yeah. Luckily my husband's fine with it because he does not spend a lot of money on clothes. So I'm good. He's fine with me spending money on clothes because he knows it just, I don't know. It just makes me, it makes me happy and it makes me feel good about myself. And I kind of, um, I feel like your clothes, let me think, I've heard someone say this before. Your clothes kind of tell a story about you when you enter a room before you ever even open your mouth. And, um, and so I've always thought about that. I'm like, yeah, people do kind of judge you by how you're put together. Um, and so I don't know, I kind of have, I'm not working any office jobs or anything like that. So I certainly have like a sporty vibe and especially since COVID, I mean, I'm in sneakers and, or something flat all of the time. So that's definitely, uh, definitely my vibe, but, um, I just, I love clothes. What more can I say? (laughs) I love that. Like I, I'm going to like write that quote down. Your clothes tell a story before you walk in the room, which is so true yeah. um, and so important and how incredible to have a husband that supports. Um, <laughs> yeah. If anyone is listening in the apartment, um, significant others that support shopping addictions. No. Um, no, amazing because, and you know what? They wear like athletic clothes all the time and your husband's luckily is 
all provided the time. by the university. So yeah, his is all free. So I'm like, your clothes <laughs> yeah. are all free. So there's more money left over from my clothes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but obviously, you know, we have to add the it's always what's in the inside, but it's nice to yeah. have the outside. Yes, look absolutely. Too. Absolutely. I think I think my mom would be remiss if I didn't add that because you know, <laughs> look good, feel good, but you have to be really uh pretty on the inside. What's yeah. your all that being said, I mean you know, people, I'm not dressing up five, seven days a week, clearly. If anyone saw me today at Whole Foods. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you actually didn't see me there. They, they would, no, that's, it's, I don't do that seven days a week. <laughs> Did you ever get when you were a spring, you were national, so you, it was probably a little different. You probably get it now too. I would like be working in Greenville or Fayetteville and people would be like, you look a little different in person. And I know what they meant was that I didn't have all the makeup on. Or the other thing was, you're a lot shorter in person. <laughs> I'm like, well, both yeah. Those, I got would get both of those. And we you talk, when we were talking a little bit about confidence, that was one thing when I was in my early 20s first job that that really used to kind of like hurt my feelings and bother me. Um, and so I would not want to go anywhere without makeup at for, and I hear I was 22 years old with, you know, probably the most perfect yeah. skin and that totally didn't matter. But like you see me now, I have not a drop of makeup on and that's how I roll, but it just, it comes with time where you're just like, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I look like this and sometimes I look like this and you know, you got to love me either way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, I mean, you have amazing skin. So next time well, will the be taller, like, shorter skin. thing. I was going to say, this is funny. Whenever I, um, I just went to go do some work in DC and I would meet all the people and they said, we thought you were like six, two, because they saw pictures of me with Eric all the time. And so they thought I was really <laughs> tall. <laughs> How, and how tall are you? <laughs> okay, still tall, but still no, that's tall, actually but... so funny. Isn't that funny? They're like, you're shorter than I thought you were. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and so most of the shoe wardrobe is flats just for comfort or yeah, for like totally a comfort thing. Must doesn't care if I wear heels or if I don't wear heels. But if you're how tall are you? I'm five nothing, five foot. So I, so I was always in heels. You're always in heels. When you're mm-hmm. taller, it's just not something that you feel like you have to be in. Totally. And so I've never been a big heels person. And then yeah. um, when you have kids, you're like running around. And I mean, some people can swing it, but that was when I pretty much started to hang them up. <laughs> yep. I, I'm starting to, too. Now I'm like, you know, downtown Chicago. I'm like, I don't even know how you could own a pair of heels. It's like... <sighs> It's crazy. But now I'm like, you know, definitely more into the streetwear. Yes. Um, it's which so is popular now. It's in style. Yeah, exactly. You get um, one trend. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I everything was like heels and the dresses, you know, like the typical anchor style. And um, I, I got rid of so much, but I have a lot more to donate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully have a place, a place for that. Um, Cause you know, you have to have like all those colors and. Oh, I know. I still have some dresses that I wore that I just can't part with. I'm like, I'm still going to just hang on to these. Who knows? Who knows when somebody might call me? No, somebody might call or there's just like some kind of, oh, I wore this for this event. I I have a dress. I mean, it's one of my favorites anyways, but I know the dress I wore when you guys had the introductory press conference. It's a dress I had before anyways, but I just know what dress it was. Like, I know what dress I wore to certain things. Um, 
you know, you just remember that kind of stuff. Uh, I, yeah. And I, I mean, I shouldn't be that sentimental because I don't have enough room in my closet, but, um, you know, here we are. It's hard. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, we, we could have bigger problems. Um, hey, this has been so much fun. I um, have so enjoyed this and hopefully everyone else has as well. We've gotten the scoop with Danielle and um, we'll have to do it again because this Absolutely. is great. Absolutely. Anytime. I love anytime. It. 